Well, hello. It's myself, Coach Barber. And I'm Coach Mina. <laughs> and we're going to be, um, we started talking about um, our grandmother in a conversation and thought that we would do this podcast about just different things that our grandmothers or grandfathers, um, people that are in our mature generation, I'm not going to say old again, (laughs) I'm going to say mature, in the mature generation, that things that they've taught us that kind of helped us along in our life. And um, I know they always say, you know, somebody pray for me. Mm -hmm. So I always think about you know my grandmother and every prayer that she has said for me I feel like is coming true opening up especially as I'm getting older and I'm seeing the value of life during these days and you know how much time we could could not you know have we don't know the number of our days so for them to be able to get to where they're at and have so much wisdom so many years of fails um I would like to take that up and run with the winds um let me let me ask you something so um you know you mentioned earlier like how right now yeah we got COVID going on jobs are crazy if you can find them um well anything that's not a grocery store anyway um and with the Black Lives Matter movement and mm-hmm. speaking of, you know, older folks, they've lived through, especially, you know, we black. So we already yeah. know we got, we know grandma, auntie, uncle that has dealt with racism and there's different facets. So I know that oftentimes you call, you know, your grandma and stuff. So, you know, how has she, you know, kind of helped you get through times like this? Like what type of advice has she given you? Like what type of insights have you been able to, to glean from her? So... I called my grandmother because I had just gotten off of a phone, off my phone call with a friend of mine. Um, another, um, a friend of mine who she is, I guess, newer to social media. And social media is very graphic these days. You know, you're yeah. able to see things on there that once upon a time we weren't able to see. Like, you know, they let things pop up up, up there that used to be more censored. We literally, the nation, or people who have Facebook, has seen um, a man get killed on camera. And not just him, but other people, you know, and for that to be so open to teenagers and um, everybody, and so many different reactions and, and frustrations and things stemming from that, people are, you know, quote unquote, deleting friends and or unfriending people that they thought were friends and everybody's so frustrated and so I saw a question about um being in an interracial relationship or you know somebody said check in you know how are you guys doing you 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 all who are in those mixed families and there were arguments on that and so that kind of frustrated me and I brought that um in a conversation with a friend of mine and she was saying it's just scary she was like you can't trust anybody she was she was literally telling me that she's afraid to leave her house and so that disturbed me because I said I need to um call my grandma so I, after I got off home with her and I you know um listened to her I called grandma grandma Barber 
told me, Grandma Coach Barbara. <laughs> Coach Grandma Barbara told me, she said, you know, she said, I sit here and I watch the news all day. Because <laughs> Grandma, she loves sitting in her rocking chair. She just watches the news. Mm-hmm. And she said, and it don't bother me. She said, it don't bother me much. And I said, you know, how do you what? deal with all of this stuff that goes Yeah. I said, how do you deal with all this going on? And, you know, she got a new TV, so she updated, updated. Because back in the day, it wasn't that many TVs. And not so, you know, not so much transparency was out, you know. And she's saying to me, she was like growing up, you know, back in the day, she's like, we used to go and play outside. And to us, hearing the N-word was normal, you know, back in those days. She was like, they were they were used to being treated a certain way and just yeah. living and still making a living with the diverse um, not the diversity excuse me with the segregations she yeah. said you know it wasn't abnormal for a kid to go or her and her friends and her sisters to go and play outside and have a white man go out to his porch and his wife standing behind him and i'm quoting her his wife would be standing behind him looking fearful and the guy coming outside, you know, now you get away from here, you N-word kids. You know, and I'm censoring for this, because I yeah. know if I'm talking to my friend, I'm definitely gonna say, you get away from this house, you know, you N-word kids, or here comes those N-word kids again. You know, and that was normal, where today, you know, because we assume that everything should be fair, um, yeah. it should be diverse. And my grandmother said, you know, there are bad people out there. But the Lord woke everybody up yeah. on this day. You know, some people didn't, but the good and the bad woke up today. Yeah. And he still pumps their heart and yeah. he still has purpose for their lives. Yeah. She said, even the bad ones. She said, the bad ones, you know, may bring to light some of the things that are going on. And there might be change that happens because of that. But she said, but the Lord has a purpose for our lives and he knows what's going on down here. He's not turning his ear away from us. He hears people crying. He knows people are dying, you know, but we have to remember, this is grandma again, and this is what I put in our medium post. um, Why does God let bad things happen? Grandma said for me to tell my friend that, um, Oh, Jesus, I forgot. (laughs) That as long as he's waking us up and he's setting our foot on our way, we're always going to have a purpose. God has let bad things happen to bring to light his word. Mm. There's nothing that can keep him from doing what he needs to do on this earth, from snatching up the souls that he needs to snatch up and from doing things on his time. And we assume that things are supposed to be a certain way instead of turning to him and asking him what's his purpose. Mm, Um, So we we steady, like, you know, we keep our eye so much attuned to all of the bad things and we keep bringing it life by feeding into the anger. And instead of the resolution. Yeah. We know there's bad people out there. Yeah. We know that. Um, and you can't force people to be good. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can try, but we're not God. No. It's, that's not that, our job. That's not our that's purpose. That's a pride thing. So, you try to do that. Yeah. So grandma, you know, she, 
she taught me something. She said, you know, God, he, he's, he's not turning his ear. We think it's the end of the world because, you know, people are doing all these things and he's not finished. No. He's the author. <laughs> he's not finished. You know what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> yeah, ma'am. So, grandma, grandma pumps a lot of wisdom and I wish she could just speak it into the book. So I'm hoping that I could take on her, her legacy and the things that she teaches me, reteach it and write it down. And, you know, she says she's proud of us and she loves what we're doing. Thank you, um, Grandma. Yeah, Grandma. I said, in honor of Coach, Coach Grandma Barbara, I say, you know, I have to take what she teaches me and stay humble. Mm. That's what she did. Now uh, you tell me about your good old, good old woman's lady. Well, I grew up with two grandmas. I had actually I had a um, a white grandma and I had a black grandma. Oh. And my white grandma, of course, we're we're not biologically related. Um, you know this, but for ours doesn't know. So I used to be like po, not poor, but p o. Like we could not afford the extra letters, but oh. po. <laughs> oh my god, po. Uh, I used to live in a car at one point. Um, my mom was kind of like one of those veterans that like never got any help or whatever after she got the army. And so we went from living like military bases. I was born overseas to like living in a car in Metro Atlanta. Like it was bad. Um, and then this kind old white lady saw us in the parking lot of her sewing shop and she took us in and ever since she's been my mamma ever since. Um, and then, of course, I grew up with my black grandma um, out of Boykins slash Branchville, Virginia. And so they both were countryfied and they were down home Southern. My mamma was raised in um, backwoods, Georgia, somewhere. My mamma was. And then my grandma was raised in the country in Virginia. Um, my mamma is, uh, she's, she's still living. Um, she'll be 80 this July. Um, she is a minister. And then my grandma was the church treasurer, the church planner, the church, she made all the cakes. She was whatever church needed to be, that that was grandma. So she's already passed, she's with the Lord now. Um, but they, I was raised on both sides of the track almost. Cause when I live with mamma, I mean, we live pretty, we still kind of hood, we live pretty good. Um, and when I was grandma, you know what I'm saying? We in the country, country, country. Like, um, like cornbread. Right, right, you know what I'm saying? Like cornbread, deer, you know like everybody can hear conversations come out the house, everybody, neighbors, we all family. Um, mm-hmm. With my grandma, if and if um, some people out there are familiar, the part of Virginia that I used to live in um, is along, like, Boykins at the bottom of Virginia, and we could touch North Carolina real good, and you would pass going to Emporia or Cortland, depending on which way you're going, you would pass the site of Nat Turner's insurrection. Like, we oh. out there. <laughs> oh. I have pictures of of the hand site and, and Nat Turner's insurrection um, restaurant just down the road. Like, you know, newer generation, we all get along, but there are white folk around the corner where their uncles and them would lynch some of our folks back in the day. Yeah. Like, yeah. we, you know, so for me, what a lot was was going on is not far away to me because I grew up exposed to it on the countryside, the southern and stuff you hear about and like tell you're a slave. Well, some places I used to live in look almost similar still. Um, 
but with my mamma, she was a white minister, but um, she has tons of black friends. Like she is a missionary in Africa. Like she teaches English and she teaches mission school in Africa. So she got from the motherland type of black friends. Like, and she's so natural with it. Um, and so what I learned from her is that not all white folk are the same because yeah. she does not see color. But a lot of that has to do with um, her love for God and her following Christ because you know matter of fact even her parents her family as a whole my mamaw they are pretty like chill okay what color you are come over here like you know because yeah. that, yeah. that's how she was raised and I'm fortunate because she was raised in the deep south of Georgia um, but she said that her family was poor they couldn't essentially in some words they couldn't afford to be racist any, any customers they could get for her daddy's repair shop they took black white yellow stripe they didn't care you know they, they were trying to feed themselves you know um, but growing up like that like she had black friends but that also kind of made her oblivious to certain things Mm. Um, she was a very affluent speaker. She was the CEO of a food pantry and everything. And she would always take me along and say, oh, it's my granddaughter. It's my granddaughter. She didn't catch it, but I would get crazy looks. Yeah. And in a Medium article, I mentioned the safe ones because I because I love my mama. I was her shadow. Like, all, I was with her everywhere. Where she went, except for Africa, I got to go. She would expose me to any places. I got my love for public speaking from this woman. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and her business prowess because she had a, a sewing shop for 25 years. But um, she would take me places like um, there's a, a church in Georgia. It's called, um, what's it called? It's kind of famous. It'll come back to me. It's not World Changers. No, it is World Changers. Yep, World Changers <laughs> Ministry. Um, I get them and Creflo mixed up sometimes. Uh, but uh, she would take me to World Changers and she would she would speak there sometimes and they have like, these kind of elegant after party things sometimes and I would be the token black person in the room all the time. All the time. She would take me to World Changers and I'd go to kids' church. I would not want to go by myself because I would be one of two or one of three black kids there and it was just so awkward every time. And she didn't understand why. She's like, hey, I'm getting some Jesus. How about you? You know, and I'm just like... I'm busy looking around. I protecting don't like, myself. <laughs> would, like we would go to the big church after a while and people would, wouldn't sit with me mm-hmm. like it was weird and then people would say oh that's your granddaughter or they would assume oh did she clean your house or something and then she'd be like no she's my granddaughter I mean she has mm-hmm. chores but like you know like she would just boop, like just go right over her shoulder right over her head and I would just be looking like stuck like but mamma mm-hmm. you know like you don't see this <laughs> right or or my fact perfect example so we would have like um fundraisers and stuff at like her at the food pantry we would be at and so people oh who are you here with oh i'm like, oh my grandma my mama and they look around if there's other, uh, no other black people they'd be like well i don't see your grandma here and i'd be like that that white lady with the silver hair is mike and they'd be like oh yeah oh, <laughs> And I'd be avoided most of the time. But then when I was start I, in high school, I went, I joined ROTC, right? And I wear my uniform around, and they'd be like, "Oh, you're in the military!" Oh, like I, I would get all these talks and accolades, and people mm-hmm. would talk to me and would invite me places and give me stuff and give or give me money. Like they'd be like, "Oh, this, I get it. You're not like the rest of them. You're doing something with your life." I- I get that. Or or you speak very well or you'd be a great example for the rest of them. And I'd be like, I've gotten that before. Oh. 
I'm with you, sis. You, girl, I've got, I... you're not like the rest of them, or what, like what's that supposed to mean? Yeah, yeah, and but you know what? I just as soon as I was offended, I took up that acceptance and I ran with it. I'd be like, I would feel safe, like, okay, they want to talk to me, or okay, I feel like as a representative of Black people everywhere, you know, if I could do good, and if I could keep the image up, if I can turn off the slang when it's appropriate, turn off my slang, or it's appropriate to turn off my accent, because I can have just accent real quick, okay, like, don't even try me, bro, but I can't talk like that, <laughs> You know, yeah. in front of certain audiences because they'll just be like, oh, maybe she's not literate. So when I joined the military and and uh, I got my first degree, mm-hmm. it felt like, oh, I, I'm not average. Like, they can talk to me and things. And, mm-hmm. and some of her friends back home have sent me money. My husband, Michael, they're just so proud. You're serving the country. You're doing something good. You're an example for the rest of them. And, and I'm telling you, like, it was like a double-edged sword. On the one hand, I'm offended. But on the other hand, I'm like, oh, thank God. Maybe they won't look at me like I'm just... Uh, another nigga on welfare not doing that. Mm. Little did they know, and that's why I kept my pregnancy a secret for so long because I felt like I was on this pedestal now, like mm. I could do no wrong, and I don't want to smear that image by being a black girl working at Waffle House in high school pregnant at mm. a wet lot. Like I just, but still to this day, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like even my mom, my still doesn't know that I have a baby. Really? She just knows about the three. She doesn't know about my first one. You know because I just did not want to bring shame. You know, like, look, you rescued this Negro and now she has a degree, she has a business, she's successful and she's in the military, serving her country and yeah, yeah you know, like we got one. Yeah. Yeah. And so. that's what it feels like. It's, it's um, you know, it's unfortunate that we still, you know, but it, and people say, oh, but it was so long ago. Like, no, but it was only 50 years ago. Exactly. And it's, it's not, you know, much of, uh, uh, um, I don't know how you say it, an awareness yeah. of how we have to be presentable when we step outside of our home because if we look one way or sound one way, we're automatically assumed. And that's an anxiety that people really have. Um, people who may be oblivious um, to how things are in certain places. Like I've lived in 15 different places being a military um, brat and as a military brat you know you're around other military kids who are all of all different places and stuff but the moment that I had to go to a public school that was outside of a military base it was either I'm the only black girl or um you know everybody you know everybody so you know you get it from both sides you get from one side like oh she really thinks she's something because she talks like that or you know she bougie they called me barbie when i got to high school because i was you know doing my school work talk you know like they say white and then when i would go to another school um my my senior year of high school i got told to go sit on the dark side of the classroom with the other four black kids that were in the class this was in tennessee Mm. And, um, you know, we're aware of the fact that all of these things are going on, but it seems like there's, you know, some places where it's just completely oblivious, but it's safe. Yeah. And we've been like this for years and we ain't yeah. never had a problem before. So why bring up an issue now? Because mm-hmm. we and all sitting at home and everybody yeah. has to watch and see yeah. what, what, what growing up black, going to Walmart black, bird watching while black. 
Like, like we really have to make sure that we are A1 in the resume, and A1 mm-hmm. here, and A1 there. And it's unfortunate that when things do happen in our lives, that could be a stressor. You know, just like anybody else, we're automatically fearful that that's going to affect our jobs and yep. how people look at us and our professionalism and mm-hmm. you know, all of that different stuff. You can't have a bad day or you're the angry one, you know? Yeah. That kind of thing. So grandma, she kind of said it in that sense too. You know, if there's an awareness, you know that there's a difference. Yeah. And we're not going to be able to fast forward through time in this second and say, everybody stop looking at color. You know, it's awareness of where you are right now, where the world is right now, and still being able to make it, you know, um, and that's hard for people, you know, it's really hard for people to say, you've got to live in a world where there are differences, there is stuff going on. Uh, Halfway around the country or around the world, there are still people in other countries being treated a certain way. You're looking at the Middle East. Yeah. Um, China, they can't get on social media. The government rules everything that they post. They can't do what we're doing right now. Yeah. Talking freely about religion and helping people. They can't do that or they get arrested and beat, you know? So there's differences everywhere and it's like a survival. And I, w- I will say this though, um, and, I, and I totally got sidetracked and talk about it. Um, my grandma, the one that has passed, she taught me that basically there's beauty in opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, even though my white grandma showed me compassion, no matter the color, my black grandma taught me beauty in opposition and that like, it's almost like a perfected craft not to look like what you've been through and that mm-hmm. people are gonna be people and you shouldn't lose yourself because it's happening. Because as long as we're on this earth, you know, God already said it, like the world comes in, he can call his people home. You know what I'm saying? We already know what's going to happen, um, you know, according to Daniel and, and Revelation. But her thing is she just carried herself with such resilience and beauty. And so while you're right, things are, there's still good people in the world. There's things happening. There's so many issues we haven't even begun to resolve yet at the end of the day we have to have a resilience factor about it and resilience can look beautiful it can look brilliant um but definitely you know hitting on mindness you know make sure you're being resilient but you ain't looking beat down exhausted every single day it's okay to have a couple bad days you know what i'm saying but you know, especially with movements like this, you know, staying in the fight, you got to dress up to show up to the fight, you yeah. know, and you have to be, and and don't forget what you're fighting for and the purpose needs to be in that foundation, you yeah. know, um, don't be lashing out because you just can't. What do you, is it meaningful? Is it purposeful, you know, and make sure you, you looking good doing it, show up to the fight with your uniform on. I mean, we're in the military, you know what I'm saying? You, you got your Kevlar, you know what I'm saying? You and if you're a corpsman, you you got your med bag. Like show up to the fight and and be resilient about it throughout the whole thing and and stay the course. Um, don't lose sight of it. And and my grandma, um, you know, she was going through. First of all, this woman had stage four cancer, and I did not know until she told me. They do that. They do that. Especially black grandma. She said, "Oh, by the way, I got an appointment." None huh? of the grandmas. They nothing. don't say nothing when they sick. Nothing. And you just got to find out. I said, where are you going to offer right. an appointment? Appointment where? Oh, you know, my chemo. What? 
You know, they show don't say nothing. But you know what? But it's so, something. It's it's a it's something you know just refined and pride about that generation where it's like. You know, yes, I've been through things, but I'm not about to be looking beat up about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you're gonna have your warrior days, but at the same time, you she gonna throw on that lipstick, yeah. that matching outfit, every mm-hmm. curl on that head is gonna be curled. She done throw them rollers in, come hella hot water, them rollers in that head. So she's gonna be curled popping the next day and walking to chemo looking like she don't need it, look like she about to get somebody else chemo. You know what I'm saying? Because she's alive. <laughs> she's you know, alive. And that's, I love, I love that. And I like that. (laughs) I like that. um, Yeah. Your grandmother taught you resilience. Yeah. That's amazing. Because it's, it's, we don't have it. It's such, and it's because we are, we're we're tied to our answers. You know, we have them in the palm of our hand. Yeah. Yeah. we have an issue. Oh yeah, the internet knows. You know, you you know the you know what you got to do, but you don't have to do the work. Yep. You know? And in the Bible, what shocked me, and I remember this when I first started my walk, um, when I read that a servant, as a servant, you know, you're not going to be the type of a servant that's sitting there wishing that you were in a position of power. You're going to be the best servant that you can be, as if you're serving the Lord. Yeah wherever you're planted at, no matter how fair it is to you and your logical mind, God planted you there. Yeah. God planted us here as black women. From where we are, we've seen the things that we've seen. We've gone through the struggles that we went through. Yeah. You know, encountered the people that we encountered on purpose. Yeah. Um, What do we do with that? We just gonna lay down and be like, oh, I can't. I can't do it because, you know, if one bad person in our life that just hates us or whatever. Or constantly be offended because there's a spirit of offense. be offended and go harp on it. And we don't have time like that. Nobody promised me tomorrow. Did somebody promise you tomorrow? Nope. Okay. So I don't know. And I would like to know that when people think of me, they see resilience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Grandma's grandma's good. Everything oh. I speak about is grandma. It's just that that's her. That's that woman. She that knows. grandma coach Baba. Man, she 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 taught me so much stuff that done saved my life and made me think. And she'll tell me something. I'll be chewing on it for a week, and I'm like, Grandma, did you really say? What's yeah. Up? And it don't be the stuff that you want to hear. It's always the stuff that you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, Grandma, my heart is broken. Oh, my heart is broken. And and but but are you okay? You live. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you know, you can't tell nobody that these days. You can't. No, you should go get it. <laughs> you should go get a pill and pop it. And all your problems be solved, man. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. I you would know, get it's, revenge. It's, exactly, and you know, it's so funny. Um, what I love about God is that, you know, people don't keep in mind that um, before Moses, there was no Bible. Mm-hmm. It was just Dying, no Bible. It was, I love it. Was it. Faith. They just had to go. God yeah. said go, and they had to have the faith to go with it. Um, come hella high water, you know, if they if they had the faith and the trust, they had had to go. Whatever mm-hmm. God told them to do, like He called Abraham out of the Mediterranean. Okay, mm-hmm. like he wasn't. He didn't wake up and say, "Okay, I'm a Jewish today." He had to be called, and he had to go. He had to pack up his family and go. And so, um, you know. I think about 
you know, these days, whenever we run into problems and issues and, and you know, we want to read a quick scripture, we want to, God, we, we so blessed because God said the times, because he knew, we, he knew we knuckleheads who don't like to listen. He Ooh, made a it. whole manual for us to read and follow and it gave us cheat codes until the future to say, hey, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. So stop tripping. It's all in my hands. Nothing takes, nothing takes me by surprise. You know, love me. Be obedient. You know what I'm saying to me, and that and that's just a blanket term, okay? Because I love I love me some Bible now. It's all about context, but you know he knew he knew that all this was gonna transpire, and it's so important what you said. You know, grow where you're planted. He made you the color he made you for a reason, for a purpose. That's not that just that's not just to say lay down, die, and give up, and that's just where you at. It's like no, this is what I get. Here are the raw materials. Do something with it. Are you gonna? you know be lackadaisical are you going to ignore it you know what are you going to do and and read back in my word because i'm gonna help you with what you want to do you just got to make up in your mind to do it yeah you know right. if you if you're born a slave be the best slave you can be give me the honor and the glory don't don't give your situation the honor of the glory don't try to find revenge in the problem mm-hmm. give it back to me i got it you handle my business and I'm handle your business at the end of the day That's whether beautiful. black lives matter blue lives matter mm-hmm. you handle my business and I'm gonna handle your business if I put mm-hmm. you in a plantation as a slave you know what I'm saying then you honor me mm-hmm. if and I we have choices that, you, now, like people, right. argue, people argue well we got choice we don't have to sit down and take this and that and a third and understanding that but you as one person again the best way that I feel like you can go out there and change the entire world, start where you're planted at. Yeah. Oprah was planted in a very dark place. Yeah. And I, I love her testimony. Because yeah. all I knew of her growing up was that she was a rich black woman. And yeah. people respected her because she was a rich black woman. Until yeah. Saw a video on Facebook that described this, you know, horrible situation, and they're talking about the story of her life essentially. And I didn't know it was her, you know, raped so many times by family members, had babies, and 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 had to have the baby abortion or lost a child by family members as a preteen, and yeah. then getting fired from so many jobs, being called all kinds of n words. Yeah. Oh, and and getting beat up and just all these different things that happened to her. And then at the end, it's displayed that it was Oprah's life and that she became successful at, what, 40. And where she is right now and all the lives that she can change from where she's at now. Yeah. You know, just because she has a bunch of money does not mean that she's done her life is, you know, God is still using her because he's still waking her up doesn't mean that she's made it and she could just go, you know, die now because she, she done did. He's still using her, you know? Yeah. Um, and despite what people think of her, she's still there, you know, exactly yeah. where she wants her to be. So it does not mean that you can't choose to have a better life for yourself or your family and things like that because God has you in a certain dark place right now. But it just means that in this situation, what are you doing with the relationship with him? Are you talking to him? Can you hear him? Are you yeah. obeying him? Is he yeah. leading you? Is he yeah. the light? Are you giving your situation more prayer, mm-hmm. more attention? <clears throat> are you sleeping with your situation? Mm. Or are you getting up and, you know, 
Because I love when I when I have those hard moments. I know that's God's calling me. Boy, I hit my knees so hard. I hit him so hard and I know that he's there. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. And um, that's probably the closest to him that I felt is during the worst times I've been through. Yeah. And I always go straight to my grandmother and now you, because I'm like, when I go through something, like when I had that emotional reaction at work that day and I called you, I know exactly who got yeah. put in my life. Yeah. To go to. Yeah. And that's amazing. So yeah, oh Lord, our grandmas are lit. I'm telling you, I um, I love how before we hopped on this podcast, I love how you talked about um, like how with this business we went through hell. You know, we had this moment. We were uh in the promised land. Mm-hmm. Well, we were getting ready to go. Excuse me, to the promised land. You know, we're like, woo. It's ours. <laughs> Name it and claim it. We done signed pay for it and everything. But now we gotta fight for it. We gotta fight to oh. get in there. You know what I'm saying? Now <laughs> we we don't went from the horizon of Moses. Moses like, well, I peace out. This is where I stop right here. I'm about to go up this mountain real quick, build my alarm. You know what I'm saying? We, and we the we the ears like we can see it. Yes, we about to. Mm. Soon as Moses come back down that mountain, we about to go get it in this promised land. And then God <laughs> said, uh, "Excuse me, I took him up. Moses is gone." And they was like, skirt, skirt, what? That's kind of how we were. We were like, yes, we better do 25th floor Norfolk. You know, and <laughs> then <laughs> and then boom, hell broke loose. Yeah. Hell was immediately shook. too. It, it was like it was so quick. Hell said, Oh no, nah. they trust them to destiny. Snatch, snatch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, it's so funny. What I love about it is that the devil wasn't messing with us. He wasn't paying us no mind. Remember we first looked at a building maybe like a few months prior and we mm-hmm. was just kicking and in giggling. dream world. And dream yeah. world. As long as we was in dream world, girl, we were safe. We was yeah. good. We, we, you know, we talked about plans and we, we didn't do nothing. You know, we was in dream land. Yeah. As soon as we put together that LLC. Mm-hmm. And that work, mm-hmm. girl. Let me tell you, I went through depression. Yeah. <laughs> I was broke because yeah. I just left active duty. Girl, yeah. we was going through. And then I remember, you know, you was going through stuff with trying to buy a house and your VA. Got into a car accident. My first car accident ever. First car accident ever. Like everything. Lord. But you know, it all works together for our good mm-hmm. because. It's so funny because, you know, we'll have moments where it's like, the devil's attacking me. No, it's God teaching me. Yeah. And we need to stop that. The devil will always hurt you. The same, the same lesson. They always say that the enemy is going to use the same tools because that's all he got. He don't know what God has planned for our life, mm-hmm. but he just knows our habits of what mm-hmm. we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to hit us. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't. Oh, you, you have poor planning skills. Oh, oh, you like to procrastinate. Guess where I would say that? Mm. my finances mm. so guess what I did I learned more I read more books mm. set my budgets mm. got that together and got a house and a new car what Good. in January 2020 Good. okay yeah look guess who was mad <laughs> mm. who was mad girl <laughs> who, who, hmm. who was mad what, yeah that's why we call it Yes, that's why we call it fails to wins because you have to realize that the habits that you've had, the same habit, the same circle, the same situation, it's going to have to come to a head at some point. At some point. We're going to be some good grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> you right. 
I hope so. Look, I hope I can be like gra- grand- grandma, Coach Barbara. Coach, Coach Grandma. Coach Grandma. Coach Grandma, Mimo. <laughs> Girl, yeah. Aww. That's all I got. I love it. Yeah. I'm full in my spirit. Are you full? I'm full. Yes, definitely. Oh, I love talking to my friends. I want to talk to my friends too, girl. <laughs> yeah.